Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, everybody. We are so glad to have you with us, um, especially this particular weekend. We began the year with this um, prayer for everybody is that we would thrive. And hence, we titled our first series, you know, just kind of out of the gates that way. Let's thrive together. And the more you think about that, you know, that word, it, it just seems so aspirational, doesn't it? Thrive is like, yeah, but it's just like way, like it just seems like it's out there and it's not going to be something's reality in my life. And yet it is Jesus' desire for each and every one of us. Five areas with regards to thriving, the five factors for human thriving. There are health, there are relationships, there are our finances, our vocation, and faith. And I thought, you know, we just need to take the time to, you know, just re-get hold of reality and where we're at with this. So I want to just ask you today, like, where are you at today? So in a minute, I'll just hit each of those factors again. We'll just go through them real quickly. And if you today would say that you're more on the thriving side of things, I'm going to ask you to lift up a hand. If you're like, no, I'm not on the thriving side at all. I'm just kind of a surviving side. I'm going to ask you to keep your hand down. So keeping your hand down is making a statement and everybody is watching. If you're online with us too, when I ask for a raise hand, you can just type the word thrive in there. It's not saying you got it all together, but it's like, no, I'm moving in that direction. I'm experiencing that in my life. So where are we at today when it comes to thriving? Let's start with the first one, health, our physical and our mental health. I'm going to say, I'm, I would say I'm on the thriving side of things today. Okay. And for those that have your hand down, you're going like, it's not me. I am not doing, I'm not thriving in that area. How about relationships. When we talk about relationships today, we're talking about the main, the most important relationships in your life. How many are thriving in relationships today? Come on, let me see that. How about you online? Okay, all right. And those are your hands down. It's like, nope, not there. And it's one of the great desires of your heart, I know. With regards to finance, how many today? Thriving or just surviving? Vocation, by vocation, we're talking about your job and school. How many are thriving at least on the Thrive side of things at work and school right now. Others are definitely like a shoulder like slumped over there. And I'm not going to ask about faith yet because we really haven't talked about it. What is thriving faith? And that is the starting question for us. When you think about a thriving faith, you have a thriving faith. What are you thinking? Does that mean if I'm thriving faith, then I don't really have to struggle with the doubts that I've had in the past? I'm not struggling with temptations in my life. I don't have this suffering that I'm going through in my life. I really don't have to ask many people for forgiveness because I don't sin much anymore. I'm you know, just moving you know, beyond that. How about you? Are you? Is that what comes to your mind? Because if it is... I got some pretty good news for you. You can have all of that. You can have doubts. You can have struggles. You can have issues. You can have places you still like. I got things I still need to overcome in my life and have a thriving faith. In fact, in many cases, those pieces actually can contribute to a thriving faith. When we talk about thriving faith, this is what we mean. 
We have a thriving faith when our faith is moving forward with Jesus. Let me say that again. We have a thriving faith when our faith is moving forward with Jesus. Thriving faith is actually a key to the other aspects of thriving in our lives. I want to take just a moment and kind of open that up a little bit more rather than just passing over it. Because the Jesus factor in thriving is really what is going to make the most significant difference in our lives in each of those areas for it. If you happen to have a Bible with you, would you take it right now and I want you to turn with me to John chapter 10, verse number 10. Now, if you don't have a physical Bible with you, as in paper here, if you have a Bible on your phone, you can pull up. Would you do that? Would you just open it up, go to whatever Bible app you've got, John chapter 10, verse number 10. Here, Jesus makes a very emphatic statement. He's talking about his purpose here. And Jesus says this, I have come that they, that you, that we may have life and have it to the full. Now, would you read that with me? You can read right from the screens there if you don't have it in front of you. Everybody together, ready? I have come that they may have and have it to the, one more time, everybody. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The emphasis that Jesus is putting on here, it's so easily lost until you look at it in the context of what it is that he's saying. And then it becomes unmistakable. It's almost as if Jesus is shouting this out. It's getting down, I mean, getting down, you know, on his knee and looking you eye to eye. And he says, I don't want you to miss this. There are two things that Jesus is crystal clear that he wants for each and every one of us. There's two things that Jesus wants for you. The first thing that Jesus wants for you, for sure, is that you would have life. And the second thing Jesus says, and not only life, I want for you, for sure, to have life to the full. So if I ask you, what is it that Jesus wants for you, then you should be able to say, well, number one, Jesus wants for me what? Jesus wants for me to have what? Life. Say it with you. And number two, Jesus wants for all of us to have Number two is life to the, he said, don't miss this. Now, when he said to the full, he was really clear in his day what he was saying because he used the word parasas. And parasas means more than sufficient. It means over and above. It's where this whole idea of thriving is coming from. And the emphaticness that he's saying it it's almost like he sandwiched it in. Because Jesus goes and he says, I am, I have, and I am. Seven times Jesus makes a declaration in the Gospel of John, we're reading this right now, about who he is. He declares, I am, and then he makes a statement. We actually have two of these right here. The first one, if you look up in verse 9, he says this, I am the gate, or I am the door. It's a powerful analogy. Jesus is the way in. He's the opening to life. And then he says, and I have, I've come that you would have life and that you'd have it to the full. And then he says, and I am the good shepherd. And you think about this. Here's what he's saying. He goes like, 
I am the door. I am the means that you can have life. You can enter into life. Use it, please. And he then said, and I want you to have life to the full. And you are not on your own. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd is the one who guides the sheep, who cares for the sheep, who leads them in the way that is going to bring life to them. This is like really powerful stuff. So you kind of bottom line it like this. Jesus said, hey, everybody, I've come to give you life and to make life better. That's what Jesus said. Now, all of us today, when it comes to faith, are somewhere. We're all somewhere on our journey of faith. And I'm going to help us to try to real quickly just self-identify like, where are we today in this? It may be today that we're, we are exploring Christ. Could be that you're new in Christ. Could be that you're growing in Christ. It's possible that you're close to Christ or Christ-centered. These five different designations of the faith journey come out of the Reveal study. It's a very extensive uh, study, but just really helpful. So this is what each of them would be. You identify where you're at today. Are you exploring Christ? Which would be saying this, that you believe in God, but you're not sure about responding to Jesus. Your faith is not a major part of your life. Now, there's no, no judgment, no anything with that. Just like, no, that's, that's where I find myself today because we've all been there. It may be that you're new in Christ, that you've come to Jesus for salvation through faith. Maybe number three, you're growing in Christ. That you're learning about following Jesus and you're growing in him. Could be, number four, you're close to Christ. Which would be you're grounded in your relationship with Jesus and you depend upon him daily. Or maybe you would be Christ-centered. That is, you're striving to live the lordship of Jesus in your life and it influences all the areas of your life. Where would you say that you are today. And I hope you'll take a moment and kind of share that with somebody, you know, ask them where they're at a little bit later today. If you need, I put this all in my notes so you can go back and look at that again. You know, go like, what, what, which was which there? But today, we're all somewhere. And wherever you find yourself today, Jesus wants for you to have a thriving faith. That is, to be moving forward. How do we know that? Peter, who was one of Jesus' closest disciples, he understood this from Jesus personally, and then he made it like his life message. In fact, the very last words that Peter shares, you know, written words this way, and he's sending it out to, to numerous people that are all, you know, the new church all over the world, he made this statement. He said, continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter goes, that's where I'm at, and that's what I've learned. This really is what makes all the difference in our lives. I want you to continue to move forward in your faith with Jesus. And so one of the things that we're going to ask is like, yeah, but how do I do that? I mean, anybody thankful that you weren't one of these people sitting up on stage talking about thriving faith today? You're just kind of like, no, I wouldn't. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I couldn't do that. Every one of us can grow together. And what I want to share with you, I hope 
is really, really, really helpful to you. But even more so, I hope that it opens up for you that which Jesus wants for you. We will grow in our following of Jesus and in thriving in our faith as we gather, grow, give, and go. Four dynamics that Jesus has for us, for every follower of his, are gather, grow, give, and go. So if we're to grow in our faith, thriving faith, we need to, you want to say it once with me? We need to gather, grow, give, go. Kind of flows off the tongue, doesn't it? One more time. We gather, grow, give, and go. And there's not necessarily an order that they go in that way. Now, if you wonder, like, how did you come up with something like this? Actually, it's through experience and it's through theology. Experience, as far as how to have thriving faith. I've been trying to follow Jesus for almost 50 years right now. And when I say, I'm, I, seriously, I've been trying to follow Jesus and continue to grow in my faith for almost 50 years. And gather, grow, give, and go are these continual dynamics that are helping me in doing so. But I've also got this experience of over 40 years of helping others. 40 years in ministry where I've helped people find and follow Jesus. I've actually had the privilege of being in seven different countries and teaching pastors over there. You know, like, how do we help people to find and follow Jesus? And whatever country we're in, it's always come back to these same things. Gather, grow, give, and go. And as we've shared these things, they've been affirmed like, yeah, this is what Jesus is using over and over and over again that way. Now, I said there's also the reason this is, not just because we experienced it or said so, but there's actually a theology behind it. There's seven imperatives that Jesus gives to all of his followers. I'm just going to name them real quickly so that you would know what they are. And it's not just me telling you, here's what you need to do. Jesus said, I want you to gather in church. And I want you to gather in groups. I want you to grow through believers, baptism, as well as daily Abiding. I want you to give, and there is a financial side to that, and there is through our serving. And I want you to go by showing and sharing. That is showing love and sharing Jesus. Now you look at that and you kind of go like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, make, it'd make for a nice you know, Bible study, kind of a nice little class to be able to go together in that way. Or for some, you're wired like, that's what I've been looking for. That's the checklist that I need. And if I just check off all of these things, then I'm going to have a thriving faith that way. But no, because actually it's a very incomplete picture right now. What's missing is the heart. And the heart of all of this is Jesus. And especially what Jesus wants for you. There's a message in and of itself right there, but I want you just to hear it. Jesus for you. You see, 
Why do we gather? Jesus said, I'm asking you, if you're a follower of mine, to gather in church because I have something for you there. If you will come, I will be there in your midst. That's his promise. He said, I am going to do something there that I'm not going to be doing apart from there. And I don't want you to miss it. He said, I want for you to be a part of a group because everybody needs faith-building friendships in your life. In fact, if you are in middle school, if you're in high school, if you're in college right now, maybe one of the most important things you can do right now is to get these faith-building friendships in your life and to find that group for you because so much of your faith and thriving in faith right now, it's going to come back to this aspect there. Jesus would say, I want for you to grow. And believer's baptism is way more than just getting wet for me. He said, believer's baptism is about just saying yes to me. I'm sure you've heard this before if you've seen one of our baptisms here. Before a person's baptized, we, we just look at them and say, do you understand that this water won't wash away your sins? Do you understand that being baptized won't get you into heaven? And you might be thinking, what am I even doing here? Like, what's the point of all of this? It's just saying yes to what Jesus is asking us to do. And he asks it for all of his followers. And when you say yes, all of a sudden, there is a new dynamic of Jesus working in your life that opens up. It's like daily opening up his word, whether it's through the verse of the day, whether it's through a Bible reading plan. You heard several on the panel that was just up here, you know, talking about that, whether it's taking a moment for prayer. It's that connection with him. Jesus said, I want for you to have life and have it to the full. I want you to, I've got something for you in giving. You are going to understand my lordship and my working in your life through your gifts. He said, I want for you to experience the joy that comes in serving. Jesus said, I want for you to go. I want for you to go because I want for you not to lose the first love that you have for me. I want your faith to continue to burn brightly in you that way. And what Jesus wants for us just gets encapsulated in these. And the truth is this. There have been thousands and thousands of people just through Fox River that as they've begun to gather, grow, and give and go, they've learned that they can have a thriving faith. And there have been Billions throughout the world experience what Jesus wants for them by doing the things that Jesus asks from them, opening it up that way. Now, I've got a little gift to give to everybody, and the ushers are going to pass that out right now. And it's just this reminder of these. Now, you'll see in the middle there, there's actually something they called Next in there. So it's kind of a twofold thing. I'm not giving it to you for that, but I'll just tell you Next is actually um, what we're trying to do. It's a gathering to help a person to go beyond a presentation to go like, what's my next step? How do I get this or how do I figure this out of my life? Because it's one thing to be able to go and to hear this and just go like, that is really good, but I'm not sure what I can do next. And so at next, we just want to let people know that we are here for you. We want what Jesus wants for you. And if we can help you to figure out what is your next step in this, then that's going to be a huge win. We're going to do next the first and third weekends of every month right after service. So this is the first weekend of the month. So we're going to have next today. If you just want to pop in, it's going to be about a oh, 15, 20 minute um, gathering that way. Again, coming back to the where is Jesus in this? This can come across as a very neat, tight 
packaging of thriving faith. But thriving faith isn't necessarily neat and tightly packaged, is it? Following Jesus isn't necessarily neat and tightly packaged. I mean, when we try to make following Jesus out to be something like baking a cake, I asked somebody, can you believe, I asked somebody if they would get me a cake mix so that I could use it in talking about thriving faith. And can you believe it says devil's food on it? <laughs> how do you talk about how do you talk about thriving faith with a devil's food cake? I mean, all I want to do is say, get thee behind me, Satan. Right? So I got another one here. I got angel food right now. So we can, we, can, we can go with this one, right? All right. Do you know what you need to do to make an angel food cake? All you need to do is add water, stir, bake, and you got a cake. Water, stir, bake, cake. Water, stir, cake, bake, cake. <laughs> you got to get that right. Otherwise, it's really mushy. Yeah. That is not what Jesus is saying. Hey, all you got to do is gather, grow, give, go. Water, stir, bake, cake. Because you go like, where's the Holy Spirit in that? Where's the personal working of God in that? Following Jesus isn't just about, you know, following the instructions to bake a cake. Because this will come out every single time. A monkey can do this. Each of us, worth wherever we're at, Jesus would say, needs this for the thriving faith that's going to affect all of the other areas of our life. And Jesus is really clear about this. He said, and I want you to know, you are going to face resistance to it. You're going to face it on the inside. Because even now there's like, I can't do that. I couldn't do this. No, I'm not like, eh, like I'm not doing that. I'm, and you're going to face it on the outside as you practice these. And there's this spiritual pushback that comes that way. He said, I want you to expect that. And on the way in today, everybody, I hope received a communion. If you've got it, if you would take it, please. Um, if you didn't receive a communion, if you'd raise your hand, we'll get one to you just as quickly as we can. So just. Put your hand up that way. With this communion we have here, again, powerful messaging, powerful symbolism that Jesus is communicating to. He says, you know, I'm giving you this so that you will remember me. And I want you to look at these words. Everyone. You can say to yourself, I'm an everyone. <laughs> everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat this bread and drink this cup. That's God's word to us. Everyone, examine yourself before you eat this and drink this today. Now, what are we, now what are we gonna examine ourselves in? Well, for sure. Like, if there's something that you're just going, no, God, I'm not doing that in my life, he goes like, you're not in the good place. You know, like, we need to confess. We need to receive forgiveness or something like that. But I want you to examine yourself as to, are you thriving in your faith today? Now, you may not necessarily be feeling good about it, but are you moving forward in faith with Jesus? I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I gathering? Am I growing? 
Am I giving? Am I going to open myself up to what Jesus has for me? You can almost think of this like as a wheel, right? And you get four wheels on your vehicle. If you got a flat tire in one of them, how's that going to go in moving forward? We may be examining ourselves and going like, I kind of got these, but I definitely got some low air in one of my tires here. That's what we're asking the Holy Spirit is to reveal to us. Jesus, what do I need to be responding to you in to opening myself up to what you want for me and my life? That's what we want to examine ourselves in. Because Jesus is clear. I want for you to have, number one, what? Life. And I want for you, as a follower of mine, number two, to have what? Life to the full. And he would say this to each and every one of us. You can do this. You can thrive in your faith. You can follow me. You can. As we examine ourselves, I also want us to ask this question. We might be thriving in our faith, but are we helping somebody else? Do you know somebody that maybe could use a little bit of help? And it might be as simple as just going like, hey, you want to go to next? I'll go to next with you if you want to go to next. You want to try a group? I got a group or I'll try a group with you. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go, let's, let's try this area together. Because Jesus wants for us, not only be to, to follow him, but to help others too as well. Now, if you were one today that said, I'm just at the beginning of faith, God. I'm at kind of that exploring Christ. I don't want you to know that in your hands, you hold the key to eternal life. Now it's not by eating and drinking this, but it's about what it symbolizes. Because Jesus said, whenever you eat this bread, he said, this represents my body which was broken for you. I went to the cross and died. I love you. This juice, he said, it symbolizes the blood that he shed for us. And he said, through my blood is the remission or the forgiveness of your sin. You can be forgiven. You can be made right with God because of Jesus' shed blood, death on the cross shedding of blood, raising from the dead, if you'll trust him. Because otherwise it's just bread and juice. But to the one that's trusted him, this is a reminder of what he's done and what we've done with what he's done for us. And so if you haven't trusted him, I'd invite you to do so today. In fact, why don't we pray this together? Jesus, thank you that what we hold in our hands is a reminder of what you did for us. And you've said that if we would put our faith and trust in what you've done for us, 
to be the means of our forgiveness, to be the means of our acceptance of God, then we would be. We would be saved. We would be born again. We would be made right with God. All those things. And for the ones that are here now and online, Lord, that are ready to put their faith and trust in you, to move from exploring Christ to new in Christ, even as they say, Jesus, I believe, would you please be my Lord and Savior today? Thank you for saving grace. For those that have just done so, if you're online, if you're in the room, would you just, well, you know, just an upraised, boldly lifted hand of confession say, God, today I am trusting Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. Yeah, others, that's just, it's always a beautiful thing. Thank you, Jesus, for the personal work you're doing, for the personal work you've done in us. We love you. And everybody in agreement said, amen. I want to invite you, if you would open up the top and take the bread. Because our Lord said this. He said, whenever you eat this, remember my body, it was broken for you. Let's eat together. peel back the top Jesus said this cup it's the new covenant made with God through my blood for you (laughs) amazing let's drink it together and with that on our lips and this reminder Let's close with this prayer of commitment to Jesus as a follower of his. Lord Jesus, please help us to receive from you that which you want for us as we do what you ask of us. As I gather, as I grow, as I give, as I go, as you Holy Spirit point out what I need most in my life today at whatever stage I'm in and following you, Jesus. Thank you for giving that to us, Lord, that we'll use all the rest of our lives. But today we commit to, again, using what you've given to us to receive from you. We pray this in your wonderful name, Jesus, and with faith in what's ahead now. And all God's people said... If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.